Next on BYU Sports Nation, the all-time starting five of BYU basketball. Who's on your team? Who, who does Blaine Fowler have in his top five, and how bubblicious are the Cougars as we approach March? Plus, Jordan Leslie preparing for a possible NFL career. What did he think of not being invited to the NFL Combine? Man. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Goggles up. I'm just kidding. BYU Sports Nation live in radio vision presented by the BYU Store. Your home for authentic BYU products. Wednesday, February 18th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Thanks for working us into your busy schedules. I'm Spencer Linton. Teamed up with celebrity voiceover stunt double, Jerem Jordan. I'm Batman. What else you got? That that wasn't a very good one. What else you got? Wally! Eva! (laughs) Anything else? You did Pee Wee Herman yesterday. And my bow. No, it's and my axe. And my bow. And my axe. Very good. See? Yeah. You might it, wanna, it, hey, warming up. You might want to warm up. I need this. to shoot a few laughs. I keep, got it, keep it going the throughout the show. Yips. You got anything Irish? No, not really. See, that one's always tough. That one's been tough. And I'll be shooting for my own hand. <laughs> That's <laughs> Yeah. Let me uh, know when we start. Jake Toulson's Irish jig, oh, by the way. Uh, his celebration on the sideline during BYU's win over Pacific has gone big time on Sports Illustrated. Almost. On the Twitter. Yeah. They tweeted about it, and then I clicked on the link, and it wasn't that. It was something uh, quite serious, actually. <laughs> it was the wrong link. <laughs> it was. It was uh, a, a former player's, like, child passed away. I was like, like oh, my what, gosh. What in the that's world? a weird thing to get wrong yeah. with the link. You should not tie that in with an Irish jig celebration from a college no, basketball game. Very different. Very different. Yes. I hope they corrected it. I didn't even see if they corrected it. I assume it. they did. They're Sports Illustrated. <laughs> Let's Oh, uh, the conversation alive and well 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Tell us which great state or country, for that matter, you're joining the show from. Yeah, this is something new. We'd like to know where everyone's tweeting from. So use, uh, use the state in there. It's just two characters. You can fit it into Plus 140. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, exactly. So today's Twitter question is this. Who would be your all-time starting five for BYU basketball? The reason we bring this up, and we'll talk about it in a moment, EliteDaily.com produced uh, a list, and they said if every team had their rivalry game with their best uh, five of all time, who would they be? So they presented BYU. We'll tell you who they said. We'll tell you who we think. We want to know what you think. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Tell us the state you're tweeting from as well. At Mitchell Live. Ainge, Kyle Collinsworth, Haas, Chosich, Jimmer. Because four guards never hurt. And I am adding this, except when it does. Shows... We're in a blessed era. Can't leave those guys off. I disagree a little bit. We um, battled, but we'll, we, this was a it took mental a while battle to figure it out. Yeah, it took a while. I mean, I had to sit and meditate for a couple minutes just to figure it out and look at some stats. But it's it's interesting. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Weigh in. We want to know what you think. Here are the rest of your BYU Sports Nation headlines. What else is going on today? The NFL Combine gets going full bore in a couple of days. Only one BYU Cougar Friday. will be in Indianapolis. There were five last year. Only one. That is Alani Fua. Jordan Leslie was not invited to the Combine. We'll ask him what he thought about not being invited. I'm guessing that... Guessing uh, he's... He's ramped, he's ramped up about that, I don't know knowing what, Jordan. I don't know why it's the phrase chip on your shoulder, but that guy's probably got it. How do you not 
Like not. Chip, there's like a Doritos on your shoulder. Your shoulder got chipped. Like, what does that mean? I have no idea. Anybody? Anybody know where that? Yeah. Tweet it in. If you know where that came from. Where did that come from? <laughs> I'm not going to look it up. Send it in. Send it in. Send it in, Jerome. Jamal Williams and twerking happened in front of children yesterday. You just said twerk on BYU TV and BYU mm-hmm. Radio. That's quite the accomplishment. You're welcome, world. Congratulations. Okay. It was for a good cause. He had to get ping pong balls out of a box. <laughs> if you haven't seen this, it's on uh, Instagram. More proof that the dude can dance, okay? The dude's got, he's got serious mojo. He shook it off. Absolutely. Baker's and gonna bake, 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 The bake. MPSF Swim and Diving Championships start in Southern California. Good luck to, good luck to uh, all of the BYU Cougars competing in the competition. The men won that last year. That's Swimmers. right, they did. So they're gonna defend the title. Rise and shout on that note. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The BYU High Five. EliteDaily.com and their sports department brought up a very interesting topic. If you could match the all-time starting five basketball players from your school against the all-time best of your arch rival... That sparked quite the debate across the social media landscape yesterday. So first, let's run down what EliteDaily.com slash sports listed as BYU's all-time starting five. Okay, no doubt off the top, Jimmer Fredette, Danny Ainge. Okay, those are the two consensus picks. Consensus. If you don't, everybody's starting five. If you don't have those five. two in there, I can't take you seriously. Okay. Then they put in, at the three, Fred Roberts, the NBA guy. Off the radar for sure for me. I don't know if they put him at the three, but he's just in there. They don't differentiate who's three, four, five, right? Obviously, Sean Bradley's the five in this. But Brandon Davies is in there as well. Brandon Davies was a good player. He's not one of the top five players in BYU All history, time. Though. All time. No, no. Come on. And then as you he mentioned, good, Sean Bradley. He's not in the top five. Okay, Sean Bradley, the one season that he played at BYU was a dominant season. I mean, block records. He, he, he made BYU what they thought would be an elite team when he got back from his mission. And they went, yeah. Only yeah, problem is he didn't he come back didn't to BYU. Come back. And if, when I came back from my mission, no one offered me, what was he offered, 40 million bucks, something, 50 million bucks? No one offered me that. Had they offered me that, I would not have come back or gone to Brigham Young University. I can tell you right now. So Mr. Bradley. I'd be swimming like Scrooge McDuck in that money right now. In the EliteDaily.com, all-time top five for BYU. Matched up against Utah. Okay, and here's, same Utah. here's who they have for Utah. Andre Miller, Keith Van Horn, uh, my Boom Goes to Dynamite reference here, Andrew Bogat, Tom Chambers, greatest dunk of all time, and Mike Newland. I, I was Jeff Judkins not in there. <laughs> nice. I don't know who Newland is, but I, obviously the other guys. That's a pretty good roster. That'd be a good game. That'd be a good game. Okay. Who would win? I don't know. The topic isn't who's going to win between <laughs> the two starting fives that were presented yesterday. It was simulated, and the score was... It's more of who would you put in your all-time starting five? And I'm again, ready. I'm ready. Jeremy and I, we, we spent some serious <laughs> moments this morning in the quiet. Serious contemplation. Battling this out in, in the, our individual minds. I thought it was weird when you wanted to dim the lights for this, but <laughs> whatever. Hey, whatever, I'm ready. Whatever goes. Okay, who's, who is your starting five for BYU? Okay, obviously, Jameer Frederet, Danny Ainge. I go Sean Bradley at the five, Michael Smith, and then I put in Jackson Emery, okay? 
Now, is Jackson Emery a top five player in BYU history? The answer is no. But when I'm looking at then the, why best, is he in there? the best starting five, okay, I put him in there for defense and to make some threes because Jimmer and Danny are going to kick to Jackson occasionally as well. Now, this is a, I, will, I also want some defense because if Danny and Jackson play, okay, Jimmer can take it easy on defense a little bit. We need him on offense. Michael Smith, tremendous rebounder. Uh, Sean Bradley, shot blocker. I think this is pretty dang good lineup. This is my, my starting five. Now, what you don't know is Jerem has seven separate starting fives. I actually have created a second and third team. <laughs> I, have it, I have it right here ready to go. Now, my first team, all time, for BYU basketball. All time. The guard line, the same as Jerem. Danny Ainge, Jimmer Fredette. But then it gets interesting. You go big. I'm going big. Yeah. Michael you Smith. Do. Okay, and I was thinking about positions on the floor. Mm-hmm. Michael Smith as a stretch three, and you're like, he's 6'10". He's more like 6'9". But listen to 6'10". Wow. The guy shot 44% from the three-point line as a collegiate player. That's better than Jackson Emery. And he was an 89% free throw shooter. He was muy bueno at basketball at Brigham. Michael Smith as the stretch three and... Where is he on the rebounding list, Jerem? Number, I don't know. Was he one? All-time leader in career rebounds for BYU. Okay. Then at the four and five, Kreshemir Chosic. Yeah, no argument there, man. Unbelievable talent. In his three seasons, was a world beater. People our age or younger don't know who he is very well. He, is, he was unbelievable. He was called by Billy Packer the first great international player. Bill Walton echoed that during the NIT uh, semifinal, quarterfinal, whatever he, it was. How did he say it? He spent more time talking about Kreshmer Chosius than he did about the actual basketball game. Okay. I could see colors. I could smell colors. All of a sudden he has a list. It's Lou Holtz meets Bill Walton. And here, <laughs> here, is, my, here is my twist. At center, Rafael Araujo. Hey, nice pronunciation, dude. Thank you very much. Shouldn't <laughs> Okay. And some of you are like, What? Say, Hoffa, why, why would you put him in over Sean Bradley? Okay, well, here's my reasoning. He averaged, he was Brad Waldo for BYU, okay? 18 and 10 his senior season. He was a top 10 NBA draft pick. He is third all-time in career field goal percentage at BYU, higher than anybody else yeah, on he's good. the teams. He's good. Okay, he's a beefy dude. There are plenty of... Long arms and length with Choshitz at 6'11 and Mike Smith at 6'10. You need an enforcer at the rim, a guy that can just body up with somebody. Okay, and that's why I take Hatha Araujo over Sean Bradley Sean in the all-time starting five. Sean Bradley was in Space Jam. Mic drop. <laughs> that was pretty good. Okay, that would be an excellent game. Um, that would be an excellent game. Now, if... And I oh we don't have it in here we we projected who if you just went by all time leader in every category who it would be oh I can tell you I five. think I can remember? remember everybody okay points Jimmer Fredette yes assists Matt Montague what okay he's not making tougher okay rebounds Michael Smith yes. steals Jackson Emery blocks Greg Kite oh is it over Sean Bradley yeah because Greg played multiple seasons oh so the single season is Sean Bradley yes but Greg it, is the career now if you go per game. People don't know this. Do you know who the per-game point-per-game leader that uh, is re-redundant? The points-per-game leader for Over BYU history is for BYU. John Fairchild. Yeah. Played in the 60s, drafted by the Lakers. He was a good player. 
No one knows who he is. No one cares. But he was a really good player. If you go points per game, rebounds per game, Kresimir Chosic, 11.6. Assists per game, Matt Montague and one Matt Carlino okay. at 4.7, right? So, so there's all these variances, right? Where do Tyler Hawes and Kyle Collinsworth fit into this conversation? Second team for me. Second team. I go second team as well. Starting point, starting two. Yes. KC, Haas. I go, I go Devin Durant. I threw Chosich in mine. And then Alan Taylor, who is the uh, rebounds per game. Okay. Uh, second, I think, in rebounds. Okay, we'll review our first teams in just a moment. My second team, Kyle Collinsworth, Tyler Haas, same as Jerem on the guard line. Jeff Chapman. Okay, the rain man. Yeah, he, he was, again, at, at that three spot. A guy that could was super athletic, could yep. do a lot of different things. Do you have Devin score. Durant in there? Devin Durant okay. and Sean Bradley. Mm. Okay, we'll, we'll review our first teams, I have a third team. throughout the show. <laughs> Real quick. No, you said it out on Lee Twitter. Lee Kamard, oh my John goodness. Fairchild, Bernie Fry, Russ Larson, and Rafael Adoj. <laughs> you got Hoff on your third team? I don't put Brandon Come Davies on, in there. Man. I mean, Brandon Davies probably on my Come first team. Come on. Let's not say it. Like, you're the fourth best like power forward at BYU maybe ever. That's How do you good. not have the double-double machine in your all-time starting five? That brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 47. Kresimir Chosic recorded 47 double-doubles in three seasons. Now, had triple-doubles, had assists, block steals been counted. Those were mid-80s, I believe, in, in all three or two of those three when they started counting those. Kyle Collinsworth's record might not be a record, right? Yeah, how many triple-doubles would Kresimir Chosic have had? I don't know. Michael Smith had one. <sighs> And he, I, I don't know. He had it's, 47. It's un- he had 47 double-doubles. Double. That's nine more than anybody else in BYU history. Yeah. That's had, amazing. There's got to be at least a few in there. All right. Let's bring on your answers and get back to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. What is your BYU all-time starting five? At CougarFan says Jimmer. Ainge, Tyler Hawes, mm. Michael Smith, and Sean Bradley. Lots of scoring, high free throw percentage, lots of block shots. Tweeting in from Meridian, Idaho. Now, I see where you could put Hawes in there. You get a mid-range game guy. Ainge could have been, he was a everywhere on the floor guy. He was a great defender. Okay, look at, yeah, look at that offense, right? Jimmer, Ainge, Hawes, Smith. <laughs> wow. I mean, you, can't, like, you could put Tyler anywhere you want. He fits into any... Situation. In fact, Tyler Haas played with Jimmer his freshman year and averaged double figures still. That's quite the accomplishment. At WAP17, watching from Vegas. What up? We'll be down there in a few weeks. All-time starting five, the Haas family. Marty and two sons, <laughs> Jimmer Fredette and Sean Bradley. <laughs> Projecting that TJ, TJ will be awesome. will be in there. That'd be pretty fun. Uh, up next, who does Blaine Fowler have on his all-time lineup for BYU Hoops? BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, simulcast on BYU Radio, and moving pictures on BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Join a very intriguing conversation today using the hashtag BYUS and tell us where you're watching the show from, which state. It's two letters. Just do it. Or province, you know, for those north of the border. Country, whatever. Yeah, we just want to know. Coming up tomorrow night, the regular season home finale. And hopefully it is the final home game for Brigham. Men's basketball versus the University of San Diego. 10 Eastern time. Watch it on ESPNU. Listen to it on BYU Radio. Tomorrow we will talk to the man calling that game on the telly, Roxy Bernstein. Okay, this is why Twitter is awesome. At Kay Wilkins has tweeted in from Texas. The meaning for chip, where, where the origin of chip on your shoulder came from. Jerem, update the people. 
It's basically uh, in re- chip in reference to wood and you carrying that wood and it being a burden, right? So you've got a chip on your shoulder. <laughs> I get it now. Thank you. <laughs> I'll take that with a grain and if, of salt. And if you what dare, does that mean? And if you dared to knock the chip off the shoulder, then a fight would, would ensue shortly thereafter. Because don't you dare push that off my shoulder. Random thought, by the way. BYU <laughs> sort of alum, Dan Reynolds, Imagine Dragons, released their second album yesterday. Really good. Nice. Really good. Shots, awesome song. So shout out to uh, BYU dropout Dan Reynolds. Absolutely. And shout out to He was at, at BYU, so we're like, yeah, he was the Cougar. K- yeah, man. Kay Wilkins, at Kay Wilkins in Texas, a member of BYU Sports Nation, for sending in the chip on your shoulder nice. origins. I, li- I like finding out where people are at, by the way. I think it's fun. They're all, it's BYU Sports Nation. Our Twitter Great. question today is, who is your all-time top five for BYU basketball? Continue to send in your responses. And let's talk about... BYU basketball in its current state for now. They have a huge game, senior finale tomorrow night for Tyler Haas, Anson Winder, uh, Skyler Halford, Josh Sharp. and Josh Sharp. Okay, would have been Nate Austin, but no, we're going to get Nate back next do they year. Give, do hope. they like honor him just in case he doesn't? I think they're really confident he's going to come back and play, okay. and, so, and so am I. But the Cougars, let's face it. They are in a must-win situation for their NCAA at-large hopes. And that brings us to our Daily RPI update. It's Daily RPI Watch on BYU Sports Nation. BYU, number 57 in the Daily RPI. 20-8 and overall. Four wins against the RPI Top 100. Currently the best win against RPI number 39, UMass. Worst loss, 174, San Diego. The opponent tomorrow. That is your daily RPI update. I feel so updated now. Okay, I, and when we first did that, I kind of questioned it, but now I actually like it a lot. Everything matters. Because you stay on the bubble. It all matters. You understand what's going on. Joining us now to discuss just how bubblicious BYU is in the grand scheme of things, our good friend Blaine Fowler, who has just finished his workout. Right, Blaine? No, I was going to go for a run, but here in Fresno, it's completely socked in with fog and it's yucky and it's cold. So I just rode the bike. That's no fun, I know. Sounds wonderful. Uh, I know. When you look at BYU on the bubble, uh, what do you think of BYU's chances of getting into the NCAA tournament as we get closer to the end of February here? Well, it's, I mean, they're not out. And uh, so we'll just say, we'll say it that way. It's still a long shot for them. But they've got some work in front of them. Obviously, they can't lose to anyone except for Gonzaga here to finish the season out, or they're certainly out. And then so much depends on what happens in other conferences. Um, right, for instance, right now, the Mountain West Conference is looking like a two-bid conference this year. But if, if one of those two teams don't, don't win their conference tournament and a third team gets in, that bumps BYU down. So there's... When you're, when you're that squarely on the outside of the bubble as BYU is right now, you can't afford to lose, and you need everybody um, that, that could move in front of you that's behind you right now to stay behind you. You need the, you need the top seeds in all of the conferences to win. I'd feel a lot better if their RPI was uh, in the top 40. I, I, they'd be a shoe-in. and the St. Mary's and BYU have been lurking in that 56 to 60 range. I think today they were both tied at 57. Um, which, which doesn't put you automatically in typically, um, but puts you within shouting distance of all the right things happen. Now, if they want to move up big time and improve their RPI and their BPI, 
uh, they can go beat Gonzaga next week, and that would change everything. They'd be squarely in if, if they could do that. Um, and they could probably be squarely in if they won out all the way to the tournament finals and even lost to Gonzaga in the tournament finals. They would probably be in. So can't afford to lose one, and if they really want to vault themselves back into the discussion, they go beat Gonzaga. Blaine Fowler, our dual-threat analyst here on BYU TV Sports College Basketball and College Football Insider, joining us on the show. Blaine, there are a number of, of topics I want to address within this whole RPI discussion, but right now I'm going to take it to the conference level. You mentioned the Mountain West Conference is a two-bid league right now. Their RPI as a conference is 12th. BYU in the West Coast Conference, the WCC somewhere around 8 or 9, depending on which one you look at, but currently a one-bid a one bid league? How does that make sense for a conference that is ranked so much higher in the RPI to not be guaranteed at least as many bids as the 12th-rated conference. Yeah, and, and here, here's the thing about it this year. for Because the Mountain West has a couple of teams that are, that are they're higher in the RPI and then some that are really, really bad, you know, it brings their average down. San Diego State all year has been in the top 20 in RPI. They played a ridiculous schedule. You know, so 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 they're up there higher, and Colorado State's been a top thirty team in the RPI all year, and then they just drop off the face of the earth this year. So the Mountain West isn't deep this year, and so they have to have two quality teams. And when you look at the West Coast Conference, Gonzaga's been up there all year. You know, they've been in the top ten in RPI, and they've been in the top three in BPI, which takes into account more factors. It takes into account the sites you've played at and winning margin, and who was hurt and who wasn't hurt, and all that. I actually like the BPI, and with BPI, why you would be in. Um, because they've been a top 35 BPI for, for the last several weeks. But but the problem for the West Coast Conference is once you get past BYU and St. Mary's at, at 57-ish, um, then it really, really drops off. Portland and almost everything is, is the next one at 119 or 120 is where they've been hovering. And then it goes to Pepperdine at 130 and San Diego at 172 and on and on and on. And the bottom of the conference, LMU and Pacific, 209 and 242. And so – there, there, if there's just a more dramatic drop-off after after Gonzaga and the WCC um, and Colorado State and San Diego State have been just higher all year long in that top 20. Explain this to me, Blaine. Why is BYU in the 30s in ESPN's BPI, uh, Pomeroy, Sagarin, yet they are outside in all accounts uh, of the bubble watch? Why? How does that make any sense? They're in the 30s in those. I guess people don't value BPI enough. I like BPI. And and, and the reason I like it is because it does take into account the BPI is supposed to be a better predictor of of how how teams are and how good they're likely to be going forward because it takes into account who's still on a team, who's hurt, and, and you know who was out in specific wins, the sites that they played at, um, the strength of the opponent. So they, there's just it seems to me that the BPI takes more into account. I just like that system better. Um, than the RPI, and I don't even understand the RPI formula as well as I should. But, but it seems like, uh, like we'll look at it. Gonzaga has been consistently five or six places higher in the BPI than they have in the RPI, and BYU is significantly higher in the BPI than the RPI. But RPI seems like the the uh, formula that the NCA selection committee uses and values the most. Certainly, they consider other things, but but when you're talking about these different relative power indexes or basketball power index, the RPI is the one that they pay more attention to. Blaine, we had Jay Billis, ESPN Insider, on the show last week, and he said he felt BYU could get into the NCAA tournament 
without beating Gonzaga in the regular season finale or in the West Coast Conference Tournament, which would mean that if 24 wins, not including a win over Gonzaga, Billis says BYU deserves to be in the field, and he's confident that they will be. Where do you stand on BYU with 24 wins and a non-Gonzaga victory getting in as an at-large team? I still think they can. I really do, because because they're going to have to beat St. Mary's again, who's another top 60 um, in the semifinals of the West Coast Conference Tournament to get into that position. So even if they were to lose twice to Gonzaga, losing to Gonzaga doesn't hurt them at all in terms of RPI. In fact, it, it, it helps a, qual- a quality loss, right? Because it, it strengthens your strength of schedule component of all the formulas just by playing them. So by virtue of playing them, you improve your, your standing. So you could lose to them. It doesn't hurt you. Just by virtue of playing them, it helps you. You, you don't lose to anybody else, so you're going to have an RPI that's a little stronger. And again, it comes back to this. You can't have Boise State in the West, in the Mountain West Conference rise up and win their conference tournament. You need to have San Diego State or Colorado State win it, right? Because Boise State's been just a little bit in front of BYU all year long in the ratings. And so, so they come up and win that tournament. Then, then BYU, who maybe by virtue of the schedule and playing Gonzaga twice and being St. Mary's, moves slightly in front of them, um, that, that team takes a tournament spot and now BYU's out. And, so, and that story would repeat itself in multiple conferences around the country. You have to have, when you're this much on the bubble, you have to have the high seeds in as many conference tournaments as possible win that conference tournament and not have upsets where people have no business being in the tournament whatsoever make it in and bump you further down the list. That's the key for them. And you'll so get can a, they get in? Yes. And you'll get a front-row view of Colorado State tonight. You're on the call. Colorado State at Fresno State on uh, ESPN3. BYU's won three games in a row, Blaine. They seem to have turned it around, led by defense and rebounding. This seems like version 12 or something of BYU's team this year, but they found something with Josh Sharp, who started as a sophomore, and they've gone back to that model. What, what have we been begging them to do for the last month? We've been saying, you know what? We just want to see them have the ability to win ugly. We just want to see them you know, really pick up their game defensively and show us that they can rebound. You know, Rebounding and defense are not just necessarily athleticism. It, it's about effort. And I've been disappointed that they haven't been able to find the right combination to just really get after it. And what they've proven to us in the last couple of games, they can do it. Their, their game against St. Mary's was, was terrific. And maybe it's a mindset that Josh Sharp brings, but they held St. Mary's well below their shooting average, both from the field and, and from three. They, they, they have did a terrific job against Pacific and, and, uh, and held them below their season average in, in shooting percentage and three-point percentage. BYU in both of those games – because offense leads the defense for them. They get more runouts. They get more opportunities early in offense. So their shooting percentage was, was uh, good in both of those games. In fact, they shot 50% in both games. So their good defense and their effort defensively pays off for them shooting better offensively. And uh, so that's the formula to me moving forward. And if Josh Sharp is the guy that gives them that energy, then gosh, let's just keep playing the guy because cause he has made a difference. And I think the other thing is, is we're, we're seeing Kafusi really starting to understand it's taken this long, and you can't blame him. The guy didn't even play his senior year in basketball, right? And then he was gone on a mission. But look at the way he defended Brad Waldo in that game. And I know he had 17 points, and but he only had five rebounds. And Kafusi made, made problems for him. And Sharp did a great job of double-teaming, and he wasn't hesitant when he came baseline to double-team. And that combination has made a big difference inside for BYU. And even though they're not getting tons of points, 
They're getting production defensively in the rebounding game, and that's all they need because they have plenty of guards that can score. Blaine, we have saved the best question for last. It is our Twitter question today, and that is, who is your all-time starting five for BYU basketball? This is We're asking this because of something that came up on EliteDaily.com yesterday where they said you could pit your all-time five against your rival's all-time five in a basketball game. Who would you start on BYU as the all-time starting five? Oh, gosh. That's a, that's a hard one because I, cause I, you, know, you have a tendency to just want to put all guys that can score. Like, if I'm just putting guys that can score, then I, I'd put Jimmer and Danny Ainge at the guards, and I'd put Michael Smith and uh, – and well, maybe I put Devin Durant and Hawes at the three and the four, and then I make Michael Smith start at the center because he's tall enough. Okay, to so you would go yeah. small, but just like crazy scoring. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if we could defend anybody. We'd have to score a hundred with that team. Like Danny's like the <laughs> only guy that can defend on that, right? So he's the only lockdown to the whole group. So, so to make it work, I almost have to put Sean Bradley in the back end at center. Um, just so that these guys can just funnel stuff to him and we can get a couple of stops, and then we outscore them 100 to 90, right? Um, and, and, and the guy, they were probably leaving out, um, or, or i got to have Jackson Emery coming off the bench if I need a lockdown defender on the perimeter. He, he may be as good. In fact, I think, I think Jackson Emery is as good a perimeter defender, maybe the best BYU's ever had there. And Danny, I put him in my five just for defense, Blaine. Yeah, and so, so it depends on what you want to put out there. If I just go all offense, I go with that five that I told you. But, but I think that Sean Bradley has a role on that team because of the defense. I think that Jackson Emery. And then the one guy that we always forget because we didn't get to see him play enough because there's not enough footage of him, but the footage that I have seen, the most athletic guy I've ever seen for his time, who I think would fit in in today's basketball, is Christopher Chosen. Yeah, yep. And I think he's such a complete player. I don't know how you leave him off. He was so good. He was so long. He was so athletic. He was great offensively. He could play defense. So, so I know I just gave you eight, but, but there's my team. There's my guys off the bench, and I can figure out how to play defense. Jer- so just Jeremy, give me those eight. Yeah, Jeremy made three teams. He's got 15. I have so three teams. You, you've yeah. done better than Jeremy. You want to what? You give me those eight, and I'll go win the NCAA championship for those eight. Seriously. <laughs> Blaine, great to talk to you, man. We'll uh, look forward to seeing you again. Have a good call tonight with Colorado State and Fresno State, and we'll see you down the line. All right, guys. Good to talk to you. Blaine Fowler, dual threat analyst. Not many people know this. He does a bunch of games, freelance. He's ESPN3. He's worked for NBC Sports. He worked for a network that we don't mention on the air. He can also bench 335 pounds <laughs> and do tire flips. Hey, we check in with a guy doing tire flips in San Diego next. Jordan Lessie getting ready for NFL Pro Day. The Cougar Club supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting live in Radio Vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Hey, don't forget you can download the show podcast. It's free. It's on iTunes. It's also streamed on BYUSportsNation.com. I shall not forget. You shan't. <laughs> Joining us now, live from beautiful San Diego, California, mm. BYU football fan favorite, standout wide receiver, and NFL hopeful, Jordan Leslie. Jordan, welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always great to you know talk to you. Certainly uh, glad to have you with us again on the show. Jordan, let's start with uh, what the heck are you doing in San Diego right now? You know, uh, I'm out here training, uh, training for pro day. I'm uh, with Rob, uh, Rob Daniels, so it's been a pretty good experience, and I'm uh, just trying to trying to get better. What's the best part about the experience? 
Um, it'd probably be. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably gonna say the massages and <laughs> the way you're treated out here. I mean, they you know they want the best for me, for me so they kind of give you the best. As you prepare for what you hope is an NFL career, uh, what kind of preparations are are you taking, and how do you want to improve your game so that you get noticed by the scouts? Um, you know, like a typical day, we start with uh, you know speed work in the morning, or rehab. Actually, we start with rehab and treatment, and then. Speed work in the morning, and then uh, you know lunch, and then weightlifting. So you know we're trying to work on certain things like you know the T25 bench, um, you know vertical, broad jump, just all the little tests that we do, and you know shuttle and stuff like that. And then also we meet with the position coach and kind of work on trying to fine tune certain things that you know within our position that we need to fix. So part of what happens now is uh, the tangibles. You get tested and try and improve your times and. Uh, abilities, and then there's the other part that is selling yourself, the psychological part, the character part. So I want you to take a moment and sell yourself on why you should be picked up by an NFL team. What are your strengths, Jordan? Um, you know, I think the biggest thing, you know, that you know a lot of scouts have said and stuff like that is just, you know, my ability that like, you make a big play and stuff like that, um, to, to be able to go deep. Uh, this year, you know, it didn't happen as much, you know, due to injuries and stuff like that, but... You know, that, that's one of the biggest things and kind of, uh, you know, blocking downfield and, you know, just kind of my competitive nature. Uh, you know, a lot of people have liked that. And, you know, and then there's, there's certain things, you know, like route running, stuff like that, that I'm trying to get better on. And, you know, once, you know, definitely once I hit the 40 and, you know, I run a good time, it'll definitely boost my draft stock. One block you made downfield that I remember that was unfortunately called a hold was against Texas when Taysom Hill had the huge run. That was great, A baloney, but you could s- still show that in your uh, film if you wanted, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess I could still show that. You know, we after the game, you know, we talked to you know coach and uh, coach Holiday and Bronco, and they they definitely agreed that that wasn't a hold. But I mean, it gets called sometimes. You know, I was trying to be physical, so you know that that should always show some positive. I'm still mad about that. Jordan Leslie <laughs> with us on BYU Sports Nation, joining us from San Diego, California, as he prepares. Uh, for Pro Day and to make a run at the NFL. Jordan, what effect did playing at BYU have on your perception in the eyes of NFL scouts? Well, I mean, of course, you know, playing at BYU, I mean, they know you're going to be a great character guy. I mean, you know, 90% of the people that come to BYU, they're going to have that respect, that kind of, you know, uh, football-first mindset. You know, not worried about extracurricular activities and stuff like that. They're focused on you know, one goal. And, I mean, that's one big thing. Uh, you know, with the honor code, they know that you're going to be, you know, dedicated and determined to what you're on and not, and not you know, sway off to sway off that side and do kind of things that, you know, wouldn't help your, your draft pass. I asked you your strengths a moment ago. Where do, you, where do you need the most improvement? Not what scouts are telling you, but what you think. Um, you know, probably just route running and hip flexibility. Uh you know, with injuries and stuff like that, it kind of got a little tight and stuff like that. So, you know, just dropping my hips and routes and stuff like that. Uh, I know a lot of scouts worry about my speed, but I think after the 40 uh, on pro day, I don't think that'll be too much of an issue. What kind of time do you expect to run? Um, let's just keep that a surprise and we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> that is a maybe, wise maybe answer. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe I I'll should run – I should run next to you, and then you just look blazing fast. It's like, who was that guy? 
that's, that's okay. That's okay. Maybe you know. <laughs> uh, I think I think pro day is March 27th, so maybe the 28th or 29th, I'll come on the show and we'll talk about the times. <laughs> Jordan Leslie had 55 catches for 779 yards and six touchdowns in his final campaign senior season at BYU. You mentioned he's a four-five on uh, pro day. He's going to be faster than that, I think. Oh, Jared. it'll be it'll. It'll be faster than that. Yeah, now we're talking. He's gonna be. He's gonna now be faster you're than that. Something. Absolutely. Let's... Jordan, who you mentioned, Rob Daniel. Are, are there any other BYU guys that you're with, and who else is in your training group down there in San Diego? Um, Rob Daniel is the only person down here in San Diego. But with the agency, uh, we got Paul Cike, of course, and uh, and then Dre. So you know, but me, me and Rob are down here, and then we have uh, two Utah guys, and uh, Junior Salt and uh, Brian Black. And a guy from uh, San Jose, and then uh, one from Toledo and one from USC. How's the relationship with the Utah guys? <laughs> it's good. Uh, you know, of course, me. I never, you know, had that that rivalry. So, <laughs> you know, I can't I can't really, you know, compete with them too much and start talking about you know back and forth. But uh, you know, they're great guys, and it's been a lot of fun. And that's too bad. And I might actually cry because of that uh, here in a moment. <laughs> To walk us through what your life's been like after the Miami Beach Bowl to now. Um, you know, you know, it was, of course it was you know a heartbreaking loss, but uh, you know I headed to Chicago and kind of spent time with my brother, and we went up there and spent Christmas, and then All Star uh, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> yeah, All Star Jimmy Butler. He's in the All Star game. Uh, that was great. Yeah, it was, it was it was cool to see that. You know, just something he's worked you know, really hard for and, you know, something that was always a dream for him. So it's cool to, you know, see him experience that. And I know he was a little beat up, so he didn't get to play as much as he wanted, but, uh, you know, that's always a great experience. So, uh, yeah, I went, I went up and, you know, had Christmas with him and with my family and then uh, kind of headed back to Houston and kind of just relaxed a little. And then after that, I kind of got a hold of ages and stuff like that and kind of, you know, figured out the process that I wanted to go through. How much does being connected with Jimmy and having that relationship and seeing him work hard and succeed, how has that affected your approach as you approach your NFL dreams and playing at the next level? Well, of course, one thing it shows is like anything's possible. I mean, you know, he, he went a different route than I, than I did. He went to Juco first and then Marquette and then to the NBA. But it just shows like, you know, no matter what situation you're in, as long as you keep working hard, you can make it. And I mean, that's always, you know, a boost for me because – you know, you're going to have doubters and stuff like that, but just knowing that as long as you keep it in your heart that, you know, you're going to do this and you work hard, it can happen to you. Jordan, who among uh, the BYU guys trying to get on NFL rosters for the upcoming season has the best shot at doing so, in your opinion? Mm, you know, kind of kind of working with Rob, uh, you know, you, you kind of see the explosiveness and, you know, his athletic ability, and I definitely think, you know, there's definitely going to be a lot of teams that, Hey, we're gonna want to look at him. I know he works hard, and you know he's he's been training, you know, just hard I have. So, you know, that's one person that I know will keep going. But also, you know, Paul. You know, Paul just has that, you know, nonstop, <laughs> nonstop in him. I mean, he'll go to practice and run the Y. Like he's just he's just that guy. He just never stops. So you know, he always has that heart and has that strength. And you know, I, I see him making you know a big push. Do you have a chip on your shoulder not being invited to the NFL Combine? I probably have the biggest chip of anyone else. Uh, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of looked everyone's stats up, and I was just, you know, blown away. And 
you know. But I mean, that just benefits me. I was talking to my agency, like you know, that might have been the best thing for you because you know we know how you, how how you react to certain things like that, and it's going to make me train harder. It's going to make me push myself harder and come back and you know try to be the best I can be. Jordan, you're well aware that most, if not all, of BYU Sports Nation are collectively rooting for you because you, in one season, don't know how you did it, but you became like the fan favorite. Yeah, speaking of, how did how did you win over BYU Sports Nation in one football season? <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, of course, you know, I'm grateful for it. And, you know, I've loved, you know, interacting with fans and, you know, around town, just running into people and getting to talk to them. Of course, I've loved it, but I have no idea. I mean, we have that conversation in the locker room and like Sky Pove and someone like that would be like, yeah, this is everyone's favorite in like the six months you've been here. And <laughs> it just blows me away, you know, <laughs> the passion and, you know, the love that I've, I've received from the fans. So, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for it and I can't wait to uh, get back to Provo. You know, I think I'm going to go, you know, 10 days early just to get reacclimated to the altitude and stuff like that. But just to run into people and just have conversations. Yeah, swing by here when you're in town for sure. Uh, the, oh, of course. The, the players came up with the following slogan yesterday. I don't know if you saw this. It was tweeted out, I think, first by Mitch Matthews, Fred Warner, those guys. Hashtag, this is why, letter Y. What's your reaction to the player slogan for 2015? Didn't you add something else to that? Like, if the player ran or something like that? Or I remember seeing, like, a glimpse of it. But, you know, it's, it, the motto, I, I like it. I actually do. And I know, you know, with the leadership that's on the team, with Taysom, Mitch, Jamal, you know, people like that, you know, they, they don't want to have another, you know, eight and five season, you know, seven and six. They want to, you know, they want to go for it all. And, um, you know, with that, that leadership and, you know, that push and the athletes they have, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that they're going to have a big year next year. And I'm glad, you know, to see them kind of step up and create a new model and kind of get this thing going. You develop relationships with all those guys, and we've already established that uh, you're not just a fan favorite or a locker room favorite. You're you're a guy that uh, is all BYU now. What do you expect from the Cougars when they take on the most challenging schedule in school history this upcoming season? Oh, I expect nothing but you know the best. You know, with, with the athlete and you know with the athletic quarterback like Taysom, you know, with the playmaking skills he has and having Jamal. Jamal back and healthy and, you know, missed outside. And then I know the defense is going to be well improved. You know, I just, there's no doubt in my mind they're going to have a big year. Jordan, go get a massage. Keep tearing it up in San Diego. <laughs> Can't wait to see your 40 time at uh, the BYU Pro Day. And if there's anything that we can do for you, including giving you the karma, you just let us know. <laughs> yeah, just, just give me the karma. I'm going to call you off <laughs> like two days before and you're going to give me the good luck karma again. <laughs> Absolutely. That is a guarantee, my friend. Great to talk to you, Jordan. It was great talking to you. Have a great day. That guy is an absolute sav. Have an A1 day. Have an A1 day on A1A. No, that's in Florida, though, isn't it? Was it was a Breaking Bad reference. Oh, nice. See, I'm way off, I'm way off my game. Sorry it's about all, that. It's all good. <laughs> A1A works as well. Twitter question today. Who would be your all-time starting five for BYU basketball? Send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. We remind you, with the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions, guys just like Jordan Leslie. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation, and welcome to the club. Up next, more of your Twitter responses. Who's on your all-time starting five? Can you make any changes, Jaron? Nope. All right, didn't think so. This is BYU Sports Nation. 
BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. My name is Spencer Linton from Clinton, sitting next to Jerem Jordan from West Jordan. Yep. Men's volleyball is this weekend on BYU TV and BYU Radio against Long Beach State, Friday and Saturday, 9 Eastern time. You should listen to the voice of BYU men's volleyball. Jerem Jordan, off the block, volleyball broadcaster of the century. Of the century? <laughs> Something like that, right? <laughs> that's, quite, that's quite the nod. <laughs> that would be quite the nod. Our Twitter question today, who would be your all-time starting five for BYU basketball? Let's go around the nation and get your responses. Tweet, tweet. I see what you did there. Thank you. At Jayzo Joe Bryan, Jimmer, Ainge, Hawes, Bradley, Emery. Mm. Included Emery for his defense. A la my Jaren man, my Jordan, man. And getting the ball to all those shooters. Jackson was a 38% three-point shooter. He was a pretty good three-point shooter as well himself. Yeah, I would go a little bigger because you have Hawes at the four in that situation. Yeah, that's I would a throw lot in a big of man. guards. Be- BYU has had a richer tradition of big men than they have guards. I know that right now it's guard-oriented, but in the past, Fred Roberts, Michael Smith, Alan Taylor, Sean Bradley, Ada Ujo, uh, Devin Durant was kind of a wing guy. You had some great bigs, man. You had some re- you've had better bigs than you've had guards. Granted, the guards have excelled more. Your two best players have been guards, right, but you've been, been more guards. consistently great as yes. a whole with the bigs. Yes. Agreed on that. At Tasha Lynn 19, Mr. Consistency, Tyler Haas. Mr. Triple Double, Kyle Collinsworth. Mr. Amazing, Jimmer. Mr. Versatility, Ainge. And Mr. Seven and a Half Feet Tall. He was seven six, so give him one Rudd. more inch. Well, she said seven and a half feet. Seven and a half feet is seven feet six inches, right? Oh, 7.5. I yes. gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's I was she's just like, trying to throw you off. Six. Yeah. You can't go wrong with any of those guys. If this is like uh, yeah, Europe or something, the... It's just different. I just don't know how you leave off Kreshmir Chosic and Michael Smith. Those I, guys I think were you, so um, – they were incredible. And I've heard from a couple of people, Fred Roberts. Hey, how do you not have Fred Roberts in there? Maybe on the second team. Fred Roberts was on the original that was produced. Well, that was great A baloney. They had Brandon Davies in there. Yeah. I can't take him seriously. I, listen, I love Brandon. He's not a all-time five guy, though. Not a Come starter. On. Not a starter. I, calling out Jonathan Tavernari right now because he asked this question – uh, several weeks ago on the interwebs, and here we are doing it, and I have not heard from him. Granted, I know that it's probably late at night, early in the morning in Italy, but JT, where are you at, man? And don't put yourself in the top five, dude. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> we love JT. Uh, we appreciate all the tweets coming in from across the country. At Dion is a good friend in Florida. At Big D Dan 11, listening from Texas. At Neil Early from West Virginia. At Low Pointers. Watching from Chicago and saying blue goggles are all the rage in the Windy City. <laughs> are they really? <laughs> blue goggles on for the next part yeah. that we're going to do. We're just a little while away. In fact, closer than you think from BYU in Nebraska. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. One day away. Wait, Wait what? Huh? Hold on. Oh, baseball plays Nebraska tomorrow. We were. <laughs> wow. Recue wow. it. Rekew it. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 199. That's more like it. Okay. I was like, one day. Are you serious? Good luck against baseball, the Cornhuskers yeah. in baseball. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're they're a top 25 team. Set the tone, man. Big 12. Try out. Pay, Not pay attention. Every time BYU does something, the big, hey, it's a tryout. It's, try a, out. it's an audition. Awesome and relevant. 
Yeah, I know. Ourselves included in that. It matters, though. I mean, every every little bit matters. So just win. Winning makes everything better. (laughs) Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the Cougar Whip Around, plus more of your nationwide tweets. This is BYU Sports Nation. Tweeting from Utah. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Swimming and diving. The Cougars are competing today in the Rose Bowl Aquatic Center for the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation Swimming and Diving Championships. The men's team, swim team specifically, looks to defend last year's victory at the event, which will run from Wednesday through Saturday. Golf. Do we clap for just normal golf or only no, the PGA just, Tour? No, just PGA okay. Tour. Men's golf in Hawaii today to play in the John H. Burns Intercollegiate today through Friday. That's Say tough. it right. Say it right. Huh? John H. John H. Burns. Thank you. The Cougars will compete against 15 other teams, including BYU-Hawaii, Church School on Church School Crime. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that. <laughs> That's really I good. I wrote that. Future guests. Roxy Bernstein of ESPN. He will call the BYU-San Diego game tomorrow night, hoping that Tyler goes for 35. Roxy! Yeah, if Tyler goes for 35, that's a big, that's a big night for Roxy. That would be the biggest night. Mm-hmm. The biggest that's night? That's the biggest possible thing. That, and Kyle Collins worth having a six-triple-double. Six-triple-double. I mean, that's possible tomorrow. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. And for having a huge chip on his shoulder and using it as motivation to make the NFL, we give it to Jordan Leslie. Yes, and good luck to him. I mean, it was fun to uh, catch up with him again. Last time we talked to him was, I don't even remember. Was it after Boise State? It's been a while. Thanks to Blaine Fowler, Jordan Leslie, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. Who's your all-time starting five for BYU basketball? You know this conversation is going to go for a lot longer than just the hour of this show. Join us on Twitter. The show on demand on BYUtv.org slash BYUSN. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Dick uh, Namelka. BYU Sports Station back at it tomorrow.